The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. be with you. It's wonderful to be back home after a few weeks away. One of those weeks was in, uh, in Guatemala with a good 16 parishioners, uh, many of whom are here this morning. We uh, had a great little mission trip. The main project we were doing was to build a home for uh, a poor family, a single mom and her little daughter Fatima didn't have a home. They just sort of lived with another family in the village and we wanted to give them a, a home and a, and a safe place for Fatima to grow up. So we, we were able to put a roof on and fix up the walls and the floor and, and fill the home with some, some essentials like beds and things. And it was beautiful at the last days we were there to see Fatima and her mom put their handprints in the fresh cement, right, and, and realize that this was their home now. And it, as well, at the end, the local bishop came and we blessed and laid the first stone for a big church that uh, we're hoping to build in the next year or so there in Guatemala. I had to run interference for our seminarian, Kevin, because the bishop down there wanted to recruit him to be a priest down there. So it was something I didn't think our bishop here would appreciate very much. So uh, Kevin did like the food down there, so I'm not sure where it's going to end up, but uh, hopefully you'll stay here. The um, gospel today gives us a story of Martha and Mary, and when you read the story or hear the words of Jesus, you might... Uh, have a, a reaction that's maybe a little negative or wonder what Jesus is trying to say when he says, Martha, you're worried and anxious about many things. Well, there's a few things Jesus isn't saying here. I want to preface one of the things he's not saying by talking a little bit about uh, our different personalities and what the psychological sciences have told us in recent times. As they've examined and studied the brain and they've done tests on people as they're making decisions, they've, the scientists have discovered that a lot of our personality traits, things like being an introvert or an extrovert, come from the way our brain operates. It's not really necessarily how we were formed, it's how we were born. And you're probably wondering where I'm going with this, but part of those 
traits that we have, one of them is the amount of worry you have in your life. Do you worry a lot or do you worry very little? And it's not something that we can normally help. You either are someone who worries a lot, worries a little, or somewhere in the middle. And so someone who worries a lot in their own life and is anxious might hear these words of Jesus sort of like a correction, saying something like, you should stop doing that and it's wrong for you to worry. Well, that's not what Jesus is saying here. There's also another part of our personality, we call it the, the conscientiousness trait. Some people are rule followers and some people are rule breakers. Some like to know what they're supposed to do and they do it, work before play, and others just want to play and never have to work, and we're all somewhere on that spectrum. Martha, of course, is very conscientious. Jesus has shown up to her home with 12 grown men from a journey. They're hungry, they're thirsty. There are many things to do. There's food to be prepared, dishes to be washed, laundry to be folded. There's, there's things that have to be done in life. And so someone who perhaps, you know, a parent with little children, know your house is full of things to do. And is Jesus saying, stop doing all those things, just go and pray all day? Well, that's not what he's saying either. Something happens in this story, and I'd like to preface the gospel with something that happened on Tuesday, which was NASA revealed some of these new images from the Webb telescope. And as you look at those images, it's, it's hard not to be in awe and wonder. The one image, they said that each picture was like if you had a grain of sand on your fingertip and you held it at arm's length, that that was the picture you were looking at of all these galaxies. And if you've ever been on a starry night in the summertime and you've looked up to the heavens when you're not close to a big city, all of a sudden what happens? You look up at the stars and you just stop and you're in wonder, in awe. Anytime you confront divine majesty, you can't help but be in wonder and awe and contemplation. Little kids do this all the time because everything for them is so new, right? They're always in wonder about every little thing. As we get older, we stop kind of letting ourselves be in awe and wonder. When Jesus arrives to the home of Martha and Mary, God enters into that home and Mary is allowing herself to be in awe and wonder before the face of God. Abraham, in the first story, the three figures come. Abraham doesn't really probably understand God as a trinity yet. But he knows that these are divine figures and he's in awe and wonder and he worships them and he forgets himself. He wants to serve them, to bring them food. He doesn't talk about himself or think about what he needs to eat. He just wants to take care of these divine figures. He's in awe and wonder. And so that theological gift that we've received from God, the ability to before his presence, to be with him, to commune with God is something we have to be careful not to lose. So what does this mean for all of us today? Well, Martha and Mary represent different personality types. 
And if you think about the story of Martha, this is Luke writing about Martha and Mary, but, but the other gospels talk about this episode and at the very end of his life, Jesus shows up again to Martha and Mary's house. You see, Martha and Mary and Lazarus were probably friends of the family of Jesus. When the family of Jesus would come for pilgrimage, they would stay with them, possibly. These are childhood friends of Jesus. They know him well. And at the end of his life, when he gets there, John throws in a little, a little addition to, he says, Jesus arrived to the house and Martha was serving. We know Martha didn't stop serving after Jesus said, stop being worried and anxious. Martha became a saint in her own way. Mary became a saint in her way. Today, the message for each of us is you need to be the saint that's just you. Don't try to imitate anyone else. You don't have to be different than who you are the way God made you. You can be a saint. And if in our daily lives we can learn to contemplate and to be in awe and wonder, for example, a parent with a small child, when you're holding a little infant in your arms, you can't help but just be calm and and in wonder at the face of that little child as they're sleeping and then they sometimes grin and laugh and you're wondering what's going on in their soul, right? There's a moment of contemplation and wonder. As a parent, if you, as a dad, you take your little daughter out for ice cream and she loves just being with you and that's your, her whole world, right? Isn't that a beautiful moment? Or for a spouse to, in the morning, bring the coffee to your spouse just the way that he or she likes it. And you don't have to say anything. You just hand it to them and you sit with them in the morning without any words. But everything is being said there. Those are beautiful moments of awe and wonder. Or sitting with a grandfather or grandmother on the porch and just talking about life. So many moments of our daily Christian life because of the meaning that our faith gives us allows us to enjoy awe and wonder and contemplation the way Mary of Bethany is. And so yes, there's dishes to be washed, there's laundry to be folded, there's things to do. But through our faith, everything changes as a Christian. There's no ordinary life for a Christian. Those pictures of the galaxies from NASA, they can tell us scientifically what's there, but the world is so much more than science. Science can't tell us anything about what everything means. And God created us to be in love with him and to love our neighbor. He created us for awe and wonder. And when we get to heaven, what are we going to do? We're going to stand before God in awe and wonder for all eternity. That might not sound too interesting now, but believe me, I believe when we get there, everything will be a little different. And so, my brothers and sisters, we will receive God today in the Eucharist, and in your hands you will receive that little piece of bread which is no longer bread. Let us be in awe and wonder and welcome Jesus the way Mary and Martha did in this gospel today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.